0: Oh, come on now. We come off of a good weekend, amen. Had a great speaker that brought some word, amen, that just ministered to our lives. And man, I'm telling you, God done some great things. And you know what I've been trying to do this week? I've been trying to squat. <laughs> you can laugh at that all you want. It's rough on a big boy. I went home Sunday night, and I told my daughter, I said, brother, I need you to get behind me. She said, for what? I said, I'm going to squat. Dad, I can't catch you. (laughs) But I squatted anyhow. Amen. And I got up on my own. I thought, man, Lord, I want to start being uh, somebody that's going to give birth to the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So I've been uh, doing my squatting. Amen. Just getting ready to let God do some great things in our lives, Amen, Amen. When I'm reading, if you would turn your Bibles to the uh, Book of Mark, Amen, Chapter uh, Four. I'll not hold you very long. I know this is prayer meeting night, but uh, and uh, we want God to have His way, and we want God to just minister to us. And uh, uh, I want to talk about something that's very familiar tonight. That it's something that. Uh, uh, needs no really introduction. It's been spoken about several times and, and preached on and taught on. But I want to talk about when the disciples was in the boat and begin to see things happen. And, uh, you know, you think sometimes, whose idea was it to get in the boat anyhow? Have you ever gotten a boat and life and circumstances happened while you was in seemingly a boat? And uh, maybe things that you didn't ask for or maybe the things that you wasn't expected or things that was unexpected. And uh, remember, you know, Jesus in the first chapter four, he was talking a parable about the sower. The disciples had begun to that day, probably no doubt, begin to do a lot of work. They uh, multitudes and the Bible said multitudes of men and women was around They wanted to hear what Jesus had to say and they uh, was eagerly waiting for him and uh, some was coming for different reasons and others was coming because they needed this and others was coming because they needed that and and some was skeptics I guess that day and they was coming for whatever reason but there was a day that I'm sure that wore out Jesus and it wore out the disciples. Jesus even uh, had so many people that he got into the boat and began to speak as the men and women there was looking at this sea uh, he was speaking to them out of the boat. So it was a busy day that had transpired and things was happening and things that went on that day. And the Bible don't really go into a lot of the detail that everything that just took place, but it was a busy time for the disciples. They'd been, they probably no doubt spent hours upon hours of ministering uh, to different needs that was out there, giving their uh, hand and giving their legs and their feet for somebody to help somebody and uh, uh, others was just there uh, just needing something from Jesus. And so they were serving that day and they were serving for God and God was doing things there too. And just uh, kind of bear with me for a minute as I begin to break this thing loose, but uh, they was just in their serving mode, doing what Jesus come to do. He said, I come to heal the sick, raise the dead. I come to save that which is lost. And Jesus' ministry was flourishing and it was going places, and things was just happening all over and people uh, amazing that they heard about this man named Jesus and for uh, some reason or another he would just draw draw a crowd wherever he went and I think it's still relevant today uh, relevant today. Jesus said if I be lifted up from the earth he said I'll draw all men unto me and I still believe that uh, uh, nearly 2,000 years ago one of the greatest books in the world that sells more books than any other book, that's this book. People still trying to find out about Jesus and who he is and what manner of man is this. And uh, uh, we, we all have wonders in our minds and our uh, uh, thoughts and our hearts about the power of who this guy named Jesus is. So anyways, as Jesus began to minister there all day long, he began to tell the disciples, we're going to have to wrap this thing up. The night skies looked like it promised smooth sailing. You know, uh, These boys that was fishermen like Peter and all of them, they wasn't rookies at fishing. They knew what the skies looked like. They knew when it was going to be bad weather. They knew when the weather was going to be good, and so obviously they got into the boat, believing, "Hey, Jesus, you told us to get in this thing and get ready to go on the other side of it," and, and and so they was all for it. I'm sure that they was tired and they was worried and biting, and thought, "Yeah, man, it'd give us a little few hours of rest while we're on there." It all out. It all started out very well, and the boat left the western shore. The lake was calm. And Jesus decided to go down and sleep in the stern. The Bible said he rested upon a cushion or maybe a pillow, but he decided to go down there and uh, uh, rest a little while. And the Bible, let me just read it real quick so I don't get ahead of myself. But uh, in v- verse 35 of four, it says, On the same day when the evening had come, he said to them, Let us come over to the other side. NOW WHEN THEY HAD LEFT THE MULTITUDE, THEY TOOK HIM ALONG IN THE BOAT, AND HE WAS, AND THE OTHERS uh, AROUND THEM WERE LITTLE BOATS WERE ALSO WITH THEM. AND A GREAT WINDSTORM AROSE, AND THE WAVES BEAT INTO THE BOAT SO THAT IT WAS ALREADY FILLING. BUT HE WAS IN THE STERN ASLEEP ON A PILLOW, AND THEY AWOKE HIM. JESUS WAS DOWN THERE getting some R&R and some relaxation, you know. The uh, Bible said that finally the disciples woke up Jesus and was asking him questions in that day and began to ask him some things. Lord, dost thou not care that we perish? Lord, are you uh, not concerned about what's going on and uh, uh, as he began to wake up he arose and the Bible said that he rebuked the wind and and said to the sea uh, then he said the words peace, be still and immediately the, 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 the wind ceased and there was a great calm that went across that place that day the winds never woke Jesus up the waves never woke him up. The water in the boat didn't wake him up. But when somebody called upon the name of the Lord, when somebody said, Master, when somebody said, Jesus, that got his attention. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's no name that's written under heaven where man must be saved than that other, than the name of Jesus. Jesus was concerned when one of his children called out to him. See, he didn't care what was going on. He just cared only when somebody spoke the name of Jesus. And it's amazing. If you'll look there he, in, in, in the word, he arose. And the Bible said that sea was doing his thing, the winds was doing its thing. Then all of a sudden Jesus said, peace, comma." Peace, comma. He was speaking to the people at that moment. He was speaking to individuals. See, peace be still or peace, comma is interjected in a sentence or a speech to let you know it's going to the next subject. When he said peace, comma he was looking at the disciples and said disciples peace i give unto you then he went on to the next subject and said winds and storms you must obey be it calm But isn't it amazing tonight how that Jesus was so caught up with the disciples, not about what was going on. Listen, these men knew what it was like to be in a boat. They knew what it was like to see a storm. They knew what it was like to see waters come. But this was a a storm of all storms. This was a night of all nights. This was a time that was triggering something in their minds that they got so fearful. Peter come down there and said, Lord, do you not care? That we perish. See, there was something about that that, that that Peter knew that there was a storm brewing. Church, can I tell you that's why prayer is so important? It's all we got to do is speak the name of Jesus. There's something about prayer when we speak that name that he stands at. Stephen, when he was being stoned. <laughs> And he fell down. He said, Lord, put this not to their charge. And the Bible said that Jesus stood up. And he looked at him. Can I tell you tonight that that God pays attention to us when we're in trouble? He says, I wasn't speaking to peace, to the storm to cause it to create something, cause it created something. He said, I want you to know what I spoke and woke up because I was worried about you. When he said, peace be still, He said, I was speaking to you. See, Jesus wasn't worried about the waves or the waters or the storms because he's created all the storms in life. He created all the water that that there is to be had. He created it. He's already seen what storms can do. He knows what waves can do. He knows what trouble does in our lives. He knows what storms you face. He already knows what obstacles that we're all up against. He already knows the things that we go through. So he didn't didn't get up because he didn't know what was going on. He said, I was speaking peace to my people. Peace, be still. Lord Jesus, tonight don't you care that my child lays home sick? Lord Jesus, don't you care that my marriage tonight is falling apart? Lord Jesus, don't you care that my friends have deserted me? Lord Jesus, don't you care that I have no money? Lord Jesus, don't you care that I feel so ashamed? Lord Jesus, don't you care that I want to give up? Lord Jesus, don't you care that my husband has died? Lord Jesus, don't you care that I have lost my job? We all have ask questions in millions and millions of times of where you are at God, what you, what, 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 you waiting on You're I'm your child and you said, you'll not withhold anything good from me. Where you at in the midst of my storm tonight, God, my marriage is on the brink. If you don't intervene, it's going to be destroyed right before my very eyes. My daughter lays sick. I got a child that's addicted with uh, uh, pornography. Or I got a child that's addicted to meth. I got a child that's addicted to drugs. God, where are you at? We've all asked those questions. In the midst of all the storms of life, we've asked all kinds of questions. God, why did this happen? Why did this take place? Why? Why? I remember as a 25-year-old uh, young man just barely saved just a few years. And I remember there was a time I got a call when I was at work that my sister-in-law had ran over Stephanie and, and he knocked. she knocked her off of, a, of the bumper, hit her in the head. And when the bumper hit her in the head, it knocked her on the ground. And a big four-wheel drive truck backing up ran completely over her head. I'm 25 years old, scared to death, run to the hospital to see my daughter ripped off and her head swollen like two basketballs. I thought she was going to die. I ran home and fell down on the couch. I said, oh my God, I need your intervention today, God. See, we've all been down a road where we need the presence of God. We need God to speak to us. Can I tell you tonight church that God's looking to speak to the body of Christ if we just call out upon the name of Jesus. Jesus changes things. He cannot lie, He changes things. In the midst of everything that's going on, when we speak about His name, that's the thing that gets His attention. God's not concerned about your storm tonight. I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of the rain. amen. He's the one that calms all the troubled seas. He's the one that calms all the troubled storms in our life. He's alpha. He's the beginning of this thing, and he's the end of it. And as they're in that boat, and they're, they're thinking they're going to die, he arose immediately, told them, said, peace. I can tell you as a 25-year-old boy, I knelt down on that couch, and I knelt down there, and I prayed. I said, oh, God. Touch my baby, God. She's two years old, God. Touch her. I need you, Jesus. I got up from that couch that day, and I felt an overwhelming peace in my life. All is going to be well. See, we need God to speak to us in the storms. But sometimes the storms want to distract us from reaching out to him. A lot of times we get busy with everything and God gets our last ditch effort of prayer because we let everything else bother us before, and we try to figure it out and we try to fix it. We try to get it all right before we go to him and we wait till the last thing, then we say, Jesus. And I found out a long time ago that I can't fix it. When he awoke, Jesus spoke three words Peace, be still. Have you ever been in a place that you really needed Jesus to come and move in your life, and you really needed him to come and take care of a situation? And you go to an altar and you prayed and you sought God, and all of a sudden you get up and he says, Peace, be still. I have. But I've also prayed those prayers and prayed those prayers and prayed those prayers and God was still a thousand miles away. Sometimes I pray those prayers and say, God, you don't love me no more because I don't hear you. And I find out in most of those times, there's so much distraction in my head. So much distraction. I try to tell people today, if you go through a storm of life and your world is upside down and you just had devastation hit you, don't make decisions in the moments of those devastations. Why? Because we're not thinking clearly. It's only when we speak to the master that that, that we can hear that still small voice. And then he usually says, all is well. All is well. Awake now," he told the wind to pipe down, and he said to the sea, "Be quiet and just settle yourself down." The wind ran out of excuse me. The wind ran out of breath, and the sea became smooth again, like glass. And just like that, the storm ended. Have we all had storms come and go? Most of us have. Has anybody seen tornadoes and been in the middle of a storm and, and it's brewing and it's building up and it's going crazy? Then five minutes later, there's nothing but calm and peace afterwards. Jesus just simply looked at him and said, Why are you so afraid? Why? Why are we afraid for, church? We're serving the only creator of the universe. We're serving the master that breathed into the nostrils of man and they become a living soul. We're serving the one that said, Mike, I knew you before you was in your mama's bosom. (laughs) We're serving the God that looks at some of us and said, don't you realize that I have created you and you are fearfully and wonderfully made by me? I think sometimes we forget who our master is. And all the things that we do, I think sometimes we forget that we serve the King of all kings and the Lord of lords. Have you still no faith? The answer is yes and no in that question. They had faith in Jesus. Truly, they believed in him, but their faith through real was not just full grown yet. Just it hadn't got it all together yet and how did you get that faith and how does that faith enable you to survive the storms of life the only answer is as I know the master of the storms I know who's in my boat with me tonight who's in your boat who you allowing to be in the boat tonight see Jesus should ride with us everywhere we go Where there are no storms, there are no danger. Where there is no danger, there is no fear. And where there is no fear, there is no testing. And where there is no testing, there is definitely no learning. And where there is is no growing, there is no faith. Here is the shorthand version. Where there are no storms, there is no faith. No storms, no faith. Few storms, little faith. Many storms, there'll be much faith. We serve a God that can move mountains. We speak it and we say it all the time. But the truth of the fact is sometimes we forget to allow Jesus to get in the boat with us. Jesus spoke peace to them at first. And then he spoke to the storms Before your storms will ever calm down, Jesus has to calm us down. Ain't that right? Sometimes we just need Jesus to calm us down before the storms can get a hold of us. Because sometimes, sometimes, no, a lot of times, when you've been through tragedy, when you've been through circumstances beyond your control, when you've been through things that's tucked you to the brink and you don't think you can make it another mile, when you've been th- through things that nobody knows what you've been through but you and God, when you've been down that road that seems like there's never an end to it and you don't know how to get out of it, when you've been through such devastation in your life and all you've done is prayed, sought God, tried to live a good life and not hurt and harm nobody and you're up against your back is up to the, against the wall, you gave all that you can give, you've done all that you can do, you need Jesus to come and calm the troubled waters. And once he calms those waters and you allow him to be the master of the boat that you're in, once you allow him to overshadow you, He or she that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Once we allow the shadow of God to overshadow us once again, he brings peace to us. Then the storms must cease. See, the disciples was in the boat with the right person. and I promise you that When we call upon Jesus, He takes notice of us. I truly believe, I say this all the time, and I truly am convinced of it. He gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. He, Jesus, does. I truly believe the scripture when he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He never said you got to understand me. He never said you got to figure me out in order for me to bless you. He said this, trust me. What time I am afraid, O oh Lord, I will trust you. He said this word right here. When you don't, when your world's been tore up, And when you don't know what's happening and you don't know why, you can't pull out of the funk that you're in and the funk that you're in has kept you in the funk for weeks and months and everything. He says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, God. When I walk through that valley, And that shadow of death, when I feel like I'm dead inside, your word radiates through me and keeps me alive. When I need life, I go to the life-giving water to where he said, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's not what I can do, but it's what this does for me. See, we're not alone when we got him tonight, church. You're not going through something by yourself. You're not dealing with things on your own. We got a master that we can cast every care over to him. The Bible said why? Because he cares for us. I've served God all these years, Mike. I've been faithful to God. I've served him, gave him my whole being. I surrendered my life to him. I've cried out to him. But there's been times that he's not been there when I needed to be there. When I needed him, truly he was and truly he is. He's not forsake us, Lord. I mean, church, he's not forsaken us. He's with us. I want to tell you, Peter and them got in the boat that day because the master told them to. When I gave myself to the Lord, I said, God, I'll give you all of me. I surrender my heart, I surrender my life, I surrender all my being to you. Take me. and If you're a Christian and you've been serving God very long, you probably said the same thing, God. If you can use anything, then use me. Take me and let me be a using vessel for your kingdom, God. Let me do the will of the Lord, God. Let the will of God be in my life. And sometimes when you go through storms, God is saying, I trust you. I just want you to trust me to get to the other side. Stand with me tonight, would you? Would you come up and sing that song, sis, that I was trying to sing a while ago? I know the master of the wind. You know that song? Huh? Sing it. I don't know, I just feel impressed to give this word out tonight to somebody's, somebody's, and I know it's Wednesday night and we're, we're praying. But I want to leave a key thought with you tonight. Is the waters didn't affect Jesus. The waves didn't affect Jesus. The rocking of the boat did not affect Jesus. But what affected Jesus is when they said, Master, Do you not care that we perish?